This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Have you ever attempted to avoid a difficult conversation because you needed to deliver negative feedback, whether that's an underperforming employee or disagreeing with a spouse or even negotiating with a client? Sometimes difficult conversations are just that difficult. So today I'd like to talk about effective ways that you can have difficult conversations and still discuss what matters in a positive way. I'll also cover a little exercise that you can use to help you curb your emotions and address an issue with far more sensitivity. Before we get started, if you'd like to learn more about your communication style and the impact you have on others, I highly recommend you take this very short survey. It's a communication assessment. It takes a few minutes, but it delivers a 22-page report helping you to better understand how you communicate with others and how to improve that communication. You can find that assessment at lisabmarshall.com forward slash disc. That's lisabmarshall.com forward slash D-I-S-C. Oh, I forgot to mention the most important part. Right now, that assessment is free. If you've ever hesitated to have a difficult conversation because you didn't want to hurt someone's feelings, you are definitely not alone. In fact, there's a survey that asked 236 managers to rate the reasons why they avoid difficult conversations. And the survey proved something. It proved that most managers are quote, nice. Seriously, of the top five reasons for avoiding difficult conversations, four involved concern for the other person, and the remaining issue involved the manager blaming themselves for the problem. I want to review the top 10 reasons that were given for avoiding a difficult conversation. Number one, worried about stressing the other person. 97% of the people responded that way. Number two, worried about damaging the other person's self-esteem. That was 94%. Worried about upsetting the person. 92%. Thinking expectations weren't made clear enough. 91%. Concerned about being fair. 85%. Concerned about getting an angry response. 80%. Fearing permanent damage to the relationship. 79%. Fearing short-term awkwardness in the relationship, 79%. Concern you got the wrong end of the stick, 78%. Concern you hadn't gathered sufficient evidence to tackle the issue, 78%. I wasn't quite sure what that number nine meant, concern you got the wrong end of the stick. But clearly, most of these, again, involved concern for the other person. I thought that was really interesting. It was good to hear that most people naturally want to treat others well. They don't want to purposely hurt others. However, I personally believe that if you don't have difficult conversations, that in the long run, you're probably hurting the person more. How can that person correct their behavior if they don't know what's wrong? How can you continue to succeed if you aren't told the areas in which you're falling short. I think that most people crave feedback. That is, feedback that's delivered in a manner that's helpful and restorative, in a manner that helps the person develop professionally and personally. And the way to do that is through communication, because communication is the foundation of good relationships. 
and that even includes difficult communication. However, the majority of the, quote, difficulty can be avoided if it's approached the right way. That is, although the conversation may be a bit uncomfortable, ultimately, by having the conversation, you're showing that person that you value the relationship and that you're willing to be uncomfortable to move the relationship forward. Unfortunately, most people never get training on how to handle sensitive conversations. There's no required course how to talk to someone without hurting their feelings in high school or college, but maybe there should be. How many fewer problems would there be in the world? There are some companies that realize the importance of this skill and they're hiring communication experts. Yes, excuse my shameless plug here. But they want their managers and their employees to know how to best interact, especially with difficult situations. Very briefly, let me tell you about six steps that you can use to create a positive conversation. First, I think it's important to gather all the information. You need to know firsthand what the behavior is. You need to have the familiarity with all the factors involved. Don't rely on hearsay. You need to directly observe the difficult behavior because it gives you a better perspective and will influence how you proceed as you move forward. You'll want to think about things from the other person's perspective. If you were in that person's shoes, how would you have handled it? How would you have behaved? Are there reasons that created the situation that could have been avoided? Next, I think it's important to prepare what you plan to say. Choose words that are neutral and non-blaming. And then describe the specific behaviors that you observed and the impact on you and others. For example, I noticed during the meeting you only interacted when you were directly addressed. When you don't interact, we don't benefit from your expertise. In this case, the first part, I noticed during the meeting you only interacted when you were directly addressed. That's the behavior. And then when you don't interact, we don't benefit from your expertise. That's the impact. Then ask the other person's perspective. Do you agree with these observations? course, you'll want to try to anticipate the concerns and address them with clarity and with respect. Next, you want to work together with that person to see if you can create together a different behavior or choose a different behavior that might improve the impact. What do you think you could do to be sure we benefit from your expertise during meetings? And then be prepared to listen and respond specifically to what the person says but also have some ideas already prepared so that you can adjust on the fly. You don't want to be caught without suggestions or solutions, but you also want to be ready and flexible based on the conversation. And then finally, you'll need to create an action plan based on what you discussed. And by the way, I think it's better to have these kinds of conversations not in someone's office. I think offices can be intimidating, particularly the boss's office. So take the person out to lunch or talk during a car drive but make sure you set that person at ease to have the conversation. Finally, you'll want to set it up so that you'll have a specific time to follow up. So you'll ask, when would be a good time to revisit this issue? For me, the bottom line of these six steps is that you are working together with the other person to come up with ideas that will prevent the behaviors and the situation from arising again in the future. I recently read an article in Psychology Today. It suggested an interesting exercise that can help in many situations. In fact, it's 
almost what I do, except for it takes it one more step, which I think is great. So let me tell you what the process is. When you first begin for a difficult conversation, write a letter to the person that you will not send. I emphasize you will not send. So in this letter, you want to write down all of your thoughts. Don't censor yourself. That is, write all the things that you're thinking and you're feeling. Then pretend you're the other person receiving it. Pretend you have that person's personality and experiences and try to imagine how that person will react. Now, that's the part that I do up to this point. Really try to empathize. Now, here's the step that I have never suggested. The article said, write a letter back to yourself as that person. Receive the letter and see how it changes your perspective, your feelings, and your response. Then write another reply to the person with whatever changes in perspective you may have. By this time, hopefully, any strong emotions will have been curbed and you can address the situation or the issue with much more sensitivity to that other person. And then you can begin the six steps that I talked about. So what do you do when this process doesn't work? Well, in business, you always have the option to appeal to a higher level of management to bring in support to help you work through the issue. In personal relationships, I think it's important to bring in also a third party to help perhaps hear both sides and help you come to a better solution. What I'm suggesting is that if you are having difficulty resolving the issue, sometimes it takes a third neutral party to help bring both perspectives together to create that solution that helps achieve the goals of both parties. Finally, avoiding difficult conversations doesn't just harm that person. It can harm you too. It can limit your success in business and your happiness in life if you allow the fear of hurting someone or the fear of getting yelled at or any fear to dominate your actions. So reject the fear, find a healthy solution, and remember, you know where to find me if you need some help. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you to lead and influence. As always, your success is my business. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. Hey, if you'd like to learn more about your communication style, I recommend that you visit lisabmarshall.com forward slash disc. That's lisabmarshall.com forward slash D-I-S-C. And you'll receive a 22-page report after taking a short assessment. That's lisabmarshall.com forward slash D-I-S-C. Hi, this is Dave Fink at philadelphia.handypro.com. If you'd like to be a more compelling communicator, I invite you to read Lisa's two best-selling books, Smart Talk, and Ace Your Interview. I also want to encourage you to become a Lisa B. VIP. Just visit lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. That's lisabmarshall.com forward slash VIP. Finally, you can learn more about Lisa's keynotes and workshops at lisabmarshall.com. Or, if you have a question for Lisa, send it to publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. That's publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com.